Hi, everyone, and welcome to the PMI Metrolina Soundbites podcast. You'll find a healthy dose of interviews and tips that span across our chapter in all easily digestible episodes, ranging from 5 to 30 minutes, giving you information you can use on the go. Hello, everyone. We are back with another exciting podcast. Today's topic is Leadership Begins With You, How to Amp Up Your Game at work with our esteemed speaker Vidya Raman and our host Cindy Wilson. Hi Vidya, thank you for joining us to explore a little bit deeper the topic that you covered with us during our PDD about a month ago, how to amp up your game at work. We really appreciate your knowledge sharing with us today and we hope that you would start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. First, Cindy, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely enjoyed that presentation, uh, and I received some good feedback uh, from our uh, session on September 23rd. And um, it's such a joy to be here again. And I tell you, telling it's very dangerous to ask somebody like me, tell us a little something, because I can get a little long-winded. But let me address the elephant in the room. Oh, for those who. <laughs> Thank you. Um, for those who don't know me, I think the first thing they notice is my accent, which is a little different. So let me explain that. Um, I came to the U.S. around 34 years ago from India, right after my wedding. And, you know, given my graduate school credentials, I found it easy to get my first job in New York. Actually, it was American Express as a computer programmer. While communicating in English was never a challenge, I realized my accent and the speed of delivery tripped people up. I had to learn to slow down. That was the first thing. And then after that came a whole lot of unlearning because you see India uses some unique phrases and I had that and the rest of the world is clueless about those uniquely Indian words. So a lot of unlearning, it was still English and I had to adapt. And in a way, my speeches speak about unlearning a lot because you have to adapt and assimilate uh, in any environment. It doesn't even have to be an immigrant story. And uh, from a what else? From a career perspective, I started obviously as a programmer in information technology. And then I transitioned to being a project leader, of course, our PMI uh, member with the PMP. And then I did my last decade of my career. I served as a business leader and executive of a Fortune 500. Frankly, I think my entire career was with Fortune 500 companies. Uh, but the one thing that was a stable companion for me was how fascinated I was by human behavior and, of course, devoured self-help books. So personal development is very near and dear to me. Uh, and, and then, yes, on a personal front, uh, I have two adult son and a new daughter-in-law. So um, that's pretty much a quick recap on my my time here. <laughs> Thanks, video. Definitely you have the capabilities and the qualities to help us learn more about how to amp up your game at work. I can relate as far as accent. I have one myself. It's a little bit different, but I appreciate the challenges that sometimes that brings to your your game. Uh, We'd love to hear about when and why did you decide to speak on the topic of leadership begins with you, how to amp up your game at work. I know we're all trying to become better leaders. So please, please share with us. Right. I think um, this particular talk originated from my own personal suffering. And I use the word suffering pretty seriously because um, 
whatever belief systems I came into the corporate world, and I know many, many, many people share my story. Uh, this is a story where you think you have the knowledge, you work extremely hard, you produce results. And then you realize year after year, when the promotion cycles come along, you're not getting anywhere. And you keep thinking, I'm never getting a negative feedback from my boss. I'm doing well. So what's holding me back? You know, this is a feeling like nobody seems to notice you. It's feeling invisible. Mm -hmm. So that was where quite a few of my early career days went. And, and I always tell people now, the biggest lesson I learned is I the assumption I made was hard work and your output will speak for itself. And sadly, it takes a lot more than just hard work. And I know I may be bursting the bubble of a few people, but it takes so much more because we think hard work, why do I have to self-promote? But self-promotion matters. Reading the room matters. So why did I pick this? Through my pain and through my feeling invisible, um, there were times in my career I felt almost betrayed. I'm like, what was the point of giving it so much? But then I realized I was I shouldn't be blaming anybody else but me, myself, because I realized the prison I created for myself, I was the warden of my own prison. And, you know, I used to use language like I'm just a cog in the machine. This is when I was deeply frustrated. And then I realized what kind of an attitude is that? If I think by disengaging, I'm causing some, some organization pain, that's terrible. That's a fallacy because really you're causing yourself pain. You're causing your own career pain by checking out, right? And um, so because of that, I said, everybody has the power. Some of us know it and some of us don't. It's a matter of uncovering our own power. That's why I called it leadership begins with you. Look inwards. Once you look inwards and grow your self-awareness, then start paying attention to others. Listen carefully. When I say listen carefully, I mean active listening. I tell you sometimes so much information is between the lines. If yeah. you're paying attention, you can read between the lines. You can read the room. You figure out the strategies and how you seize opportunities. All of this comes from certain personal development and also certain things about building connection with other people. You can never be successful in any work environment if you didn't don't build good relationships. So my topic is all about amping your game is obviously self-awareness, growth, figuring out your own power. But besides that, how do you get along with other people? How do you bring them along towards your goal? Have them help you achieve your goals? So it takes a whole 360, and that's what my speech uh, title is all about. Uh, it's about finding your intrinsic motivators like autonomy, mastery, and purpose, the AMP, along with great relationship connection models. And I think that together is where I share that message. No point, do not ever think checking out is an answer. You figure out your power and show the world what you're truly capable of, your true potential. We all have it. So it's just a matter of getting very intentional, figuring it out, and showing up every single day with the vision you have for yourself. I'm telling you, this, this works. It worked for me. It has worked for my clients. And I'm so proud to share this message because I call this a grassroots moment movement where everybody can actually change their trajectory of their career. So long answer, but yes, 
uh, it all starts with you. That's why it's leadership starts with you. Thank you for sharing that with us, Vidya. It's definitely introspective. You have to start with knowing yourself before you can really know how to work with and influence others. And it's not a matter, as you mentioned, of taking away from the tactical ability to present and, and check things off the list, but also just to be able to work with others better uh, always creates a, a very unique and strong environment. It's like one of those times when you feel like you're in the zone. What yes. you're teaching is how to be in that zone all the time. And so how important can it be and how much better can you be if you're in the zone on a regular basis? So thank you. I know. Well said, Cindy. You captured that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really enjoyed your presentation, as you can tell. A couple other questions we wanted to just cover with you today. To amp up your game at work, um, what should project managers and all the other change makers do immediately? What should we start now? <laughs> yes. You know what? I tell you one thing. I, I'm a project manager myself, right? And I know one thing. In the midst of the execution phase of a project, typically most project managers feel so frustrated. And I know, Cindy, and you probably recognize this. Sometimes you think, how come others don't get the sense of urgency and the priorities of items? And sometimes you feel like you're herding cats. Nobody wants to come along. Nobody wants mm -hmm. to collaborate and deliver on time. It's a big frustration for project managers. Yes. And, and I think a lot of that comes from uh, not knowing why are people not cooperating with you? What's exactly? Of course, there are things outside your own purview that may be a problem. It could be they have issues in their own functional area. But outside of that, there are some things within our control. One is project managers have to deeply study and understand the impact of their personality. How are people responding to you? You know, we don't pay attention to that. See people, how they look at you, how they respond to you. You know, it, it gives you a lot of insights. Watch their behavior towards you. I talk about the vibes somebody gives out is felt by everybody. And then you can figure out these things, pay attention, listen actively, and then most importantly, build a model of connection. Often project managers don't do this as well. They're very transactional. All I mean by that is when they want something, they reach out to something and then they pressurize them to deliver. I always feel you don't have to showcase deadlines to people or emphasize urgency. Take the time during down periods to build that connection with your core project partners, build, find common ground, figure out where you come together, but understand also that, you know, their real reality may not be your reality. Your priority is not their priority. It's good to know all of that. Otherwise, you may think, why, why don't they get this, right? It's, they just operate in a different arena. So I always feel finding common ground, understanding where they come, and then manage that and manage that with craft and professionalism. And then, of course, the other things that project managers suffer from, and this is, again, to amp up your game, do not clobber people with 100 emails. Everybody's so busy. They have so much work on their plates. And every random thought and every random task doesn't deserve an email. If you can consolidate all of that into a clean, bulleted email with subheadings, with clear action items, I think you may be a lot more successful. And how do you get there? You know, I talk a lot about in my speech about intentionality. Yeah. Remember, um, everybody is thinking, you and your audience, right? You and your team, they are thinking, what's in it for me? That is almost, always write your emails and organize your priorities based on 
what the other person is thinking. So what's in it for me should be covered beautifully, organized, bulleted, and you will start seeing a difference. Once you take that time to build that relationship and you send out professional emails with clear targets and the why and explain how that why benefits them, you'll be surprised how transformational a project manager or a change maker you can become. So there's, there's a lot of reflection again in getting to this level. Thank you for sharing that and totally agree. I think if you seek first to understand, you can certainly make a bigger impact with your team, help them and also help your work as well to move forward. So thank you for sharing that with us. I think sometimes it's just pausing and thinking video, but the way that you've shared that is is critical for all of us. So what's for you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Say that again. I was just going to say how I love that seek to understand. First, seek to understand the Kavi quote. I love that rule from the seven habits of effective people than to be understood. If only everybody operated that way, you'll have so few conflicts in the world. Right, Cindy? Oh, you are so correct. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I know that we all step back from it sometimes, but when you do, it's amazing the impact that you can have and how others will relate to you so much better and you feel like you're moving together, forward together. So thank you for reflecting on that. Um, so with all of this information that you've shared with us, what's what's next for you? Right. You know, I am now, um, like I mentioned during our uh, PDD event, I am a solo practitioner. I, I retired from corporate America uh, in April of 2022. So speaking is my full-time job, coaching individuals for greater career success. And something that's coming up next for me is a book. And you're not going to be surprised. Uh, I think this is going to be my title. For now, I'll call it my working title. I expect to launch my book in May of 2023. If you remember, I talked about feeling invisible at work. Like, how come nobody noticed me? You know, what, uh, what was causing that? In which way was I contributing to my own predicament? And um, I had also started a blog earlier this year called the Invisible Employee Blogspot.com. So from that, I think this is be my title. Uh, it's called my book will be, and it's for everybody. It's a self-help book, but it's really a self-help from a career uh, perspective where people find meaning and satisfaction. My working title will be feeling invisible. That's a question. Um, go from being underestimated to unstoppable at work. So I will use a lot of my content from my keynote, expand that and go into details to help people understand where is their power, how can they be more proactive, and how can they become those unstoppable, invincible employees at work, you know, and find what I call satisfaction. I'm definitely looking forward to reading that, as I'm sure many of our listeners will be as well, Vidya. Feeling invisible at work is something we've all felt at one point in time. And the more we can improve our ability to um, be visible, we can help others as well. So thank you today for sharing your time with us again. And thank you for your presentation at PDD. And we look forward to reading your book and talking with you again in the future. Thank you, Cindy, so much. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Or visit our podcast page on our PMI Metrolina website. That's pmi hyphen metrolina.org. As always, thanks for listening, learning, and sharing. This has been the PMI Metrolina Soundbites podcast.